Thank you for downloading this podcast from Rick Radio. Hello there and welcome to Gardening for All from Rick Radio. Um, it's our very, very first podcast. I am Dylan Clayton. I am Dave Donnelly. Hello, Dave Donnelly. Hello, everybody out there in the gardening world. Um, as I say, um, it's a very, very weak one. And I know we're starting the show into... Uh, into June, which is kind of the month where you aim for your gardening to be blooming. So all your work, if you're especially if you're a, an advanced gardener, all your work is kind of done already, and you're, I suppose, starting to enjoy the fruits of your of your of your loom. Like should be, should be. Some of us are behind. Well, <laughs> with certain things. The inspiration for this podcast was another one. I listened to uh, organic gardening, and it was brilliant. When it was, it was, it was made in a, it's made in, it's a monthly one made in England. Um, I found her on Spotify, and because we have our own little radio station here, Ringsend and Orishtown Community Centre, um, why not? Why shouldn't we? And we have our own allotments down here as well, so there's no reason why we, we we shouldn't be doing it. But I did hear on that that May was the wettest May on record. Very good. So such a bad spring, and we're now into kind of a very warm couple of weeks we've had um so yeah we're just going to talk about june this we're going to do the monthly podcast and we're going to talk about basically what you can do in your garden on each of these months um let's say we don't we are no experts so if anybody would like to get in touch with us as well to let us know how they're getting on with their garden and and correct us for the for the waffling we're going to be doing because we, we do waffle, especially in the evenings when we're, when we're, when we're uh, sitting out in our garden drinking sherry. All right, Dave? <laughs> That's right. A glass of sherry. Now, uh, yeah, we, we have a couple of interviews. Today we're going to talk. I've, I've got three pre-recorded interviews I've done. With, um, with, with, we, have, we have Paul, who is a, um, one of the gardeners um, employed by the centre. And, and Paul has given us his tips about growing garlic. Um, Coming up as well, then we have a be- uh, um, a brilliant interview with Kira from the Botanic Gardens, and then lastly we have um, an interview with Tobias. And um, Tobias is is a uh, he's going to be talking shit basically. Um, <laughs> Literally talking shit. <laughs> he's going to talk about manure and and uh, fertilizer and feed. So uh, yeah, so um, Dave, what's what are you what I know I know what you've been growing, but let's tell everybody what. Yeah, uh, well, what. we've started with uh, the tomatoes, kind of late January, was it coming into February? I, I think it was a little bit later. Was it? it? Was, yeah, it was a bit uh, later. And then lettuce. Uh, we done cabbage, we done kale, and we done sprouts. And and also in the polytunnel, then say you have tomatoes, and we had we have cucumbers, cucumbers in there, and it's a courgettes and. Courgettes, uh, no, no, we took courgettes out because they were they oh, were eaten yeah. with the slugs. But uh, um, chilies, you've you've chilies. done uh, you've done canine canine pepper chilies. You've done uh, ha- jalapenos, 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 Jalap- no jalapenos, and jalapenos. I think there's another one called harabano or something. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's that's um, what we're about at the moment. Um, as I say, if anybody, especially from. Uh, our good friends at Irish Gardening uh, Facebook, Kevin Begley's, um, and, there's, and there's another lady's name, I can't think of her offhand here, but they are really, really brilliant. And I mean, we've learned so much from that Facebook page alone. So I would like to dedicate this very first show to you guys, 
because, in the Irish Garden. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been on, I've been on their page as well. It's very, very good. It's really good. There's yeah. no nobody gives out. Everyone loves a beginner. Yeah. And 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 hence we're going to take it a little bit further by actually having this podcast. You said nobody's an expert. Uh, you have to start somewhere, and the two of us we probably started probably four years ago now. I think you. I think you started a year or two before me. Yeah. My dad had the allotment first, and then I kind of robbed it off him. And then Dylan came along maybe the next year or the year after. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll move on. My, my uh, thing is if you put it in the ground, and if it grows, it grows. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're at the stage as well now. And again, it's coming up on the Kira interview. But we're, we're starting to t- see and realise what works with each other. And so that's, I think that's quite advanced for... Um, especially vegetable garden we're starting to think about we're starting not just to think about what we're growing we're starting to think about what's grown beside it and I know you as well are more of a you were more into and I'm only getting into it now but you were more into flowers than me and you're r- realising that the bees are going to be coming yeah. from the flowers and the pollinators and stuff so like that's taken me about three or four years to to have it in you know on the far of my mind we're also this year we're more into seeds where a few of the years we would have bought the plants ourselves. Yes, true. So yeah. Doing the seeds from seed. Uh, it's doing big, the plants from seed. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. It's great to see that as well. Like, yeah, you can go to these locals and buy, go into wherever woodies and B and Q and stuff like that, and buy the plants. But growing them yourself from seed, there's a better taste of them. Of course, there is. Yeah. I actually, I another one. Maybe someone will might do because I my thing. Um, flower wise, my thing is sunflowers, and um. I tried to keep seeds last year from my sunflowers, which were brilliant last year, but they didn't really take off, so I ended up having to just buy packets again. Um, I don't know why or how I didn't. Uh, they didn't happen for me, but look, at, it was always next year. We could put a shout out there if anybody is an expert on seeds. Come in and talk sunflowers. Please, please. Sunflowers or any seeds from the year before, please come in or... And, and, and yeah just to let you know like we as i said we're in rings end we're in the center of dublin but we're also contactable for a phone call conversation or you can, i'd love you to come in and see our studio and see our allotments um and you can contact us at rickradio2020 at gmail.com that's r-i-c-c-r-a-d-i-o 2020 at gmail.com right enough waffling there for now we will move over to Paul. Well, no, we can still waffle a little bit and build up to this because I had a really bad year in garlic, which you will hear. We had a really bad year in garlic, which you will hear coming up on the interview with Paul. But we did put the garlic down last September. The year before, though, we had a really good year. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody knows once again knows why, please let us know. Absolutely. So look, at, we move over to Paul here now. And uh, yeah, and uh, enjoy the interview. So here I am here now with one of our resident gardeners. I'm with Paul here. And um, I spoke to Paul this morning about garlic. And um, I am not happy with my garlic this year. I usually, I've been growing garlic for four years now and I've had pretty much two to three good years of garlic. This year, all my garlic is awful. And it looks like there's mildew. It looks like there's a lot of, uh, there's not much growth in it. And we we uh, plant our garlic in here in the community centre in uh, in the raised beds, which is basically topsoil mixed with compost. Paul, what's your opinion on on the on the garlic? That way it's so bad this year. 
Well, it works that way some years that you just won't get a good crop. But my my opinion on it is, and I had a look at the soil, that the soil is very clay and very sticky. And garlic is well known that it likes well-drained soil. Plus, maybe there wasn't any manure that was dug in again this year. And my advice would be for the following year, for next year, is to dig in plenty of well-rotted down manure and maybe some horticultural sand to add to your drainage. And that would give the bed, you know, a freshness and a boost and it would be much better for next year uh, for a success rate with the, with the garlic. With the garlic. Now, I know, I know May this year was the wettest May on, of all time. The, the fact that my garlic is full of mildew um, I, I personally think that it's because of the sun, there was so much rain, and yeah. as you say, bad drainage. Yeah, That's, that would have contributed to it big time, uh, I think, as well. And um, <coughs> it can go like that, Dylan, where years where you just won't get a good crop. For instance, I was doing shallots, which is a member of the, just the, the, sand, the yeah. same family. And two years ago, I got a fantastic crop, and then I rotated uh, the following year, and I got a terrible crop. So it can just go like that. It's 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 hard to predict, what, you know, what what's causing it. Now we're talking about badly uh, badly draining soil and stuff like that. So right now at the moment, you are repotting some of our thyme seeds that we done, um, and you reckon that they will go into bad soil. Yeah, thyme's sure. Mediterranean plant, and it likes. Oh, it wants dry. It wants dry and okay. poor soil. So. Even though it's come on nicely here, I've repotted it into just ordinary clay. Brilliant. Um, and I'll give it a small water and then I'll just leave it alone and then we'll see how it does. Yeah. You know, before we, we put it on forward. So that's um, two of our two of our um, important, I suppose, if you if you like your cooking, two of the most important things of, of your uh, garden cooking is thyme and garlic. Like, well, I put my garlic in last September and it's usually around 10 months of a, nine, 10 months of a, of a turnaround, um, they say. And what do you think about, um, how long would you leave your garlic for? I would do the same. I put it in, in September, and it's also, um, garlic likes um, frost. And if we don't get a very frosty nights, what will happen with the garlic is it'll stay solo. It'll just stay in the- in As one, as the one club, as the one bulb you put in. And it's this, it's the frost that, that uh, it makes it split into its yeah into its segments. So this year we had a very very frosty um, winter. Okay. We had lots and lots of frost. So now I know right where we are in our location, we are right like literally six foot away from a big enough river from the Liffey as well and Dublin Bay. So we have a lot of seawater and we have, I suppose, from living down here, we're usually the last place to get frost. So if it's frosty and say a mile inland it's usually not frosty here so I think we're always going to be as, as good as it is in the summer that we don't get too cold or we don't get yeah. too warm we yeah. don't get as much frost as anywhere inland. Yeah because we're beside the river that would definitely yeah. keep the, the temperature up. It's inland as we well know yeah. where it gets the most severe frost yeah. but but frost is frost you know yeah. and we did get it this year. Yeah but, that's uh, right. I've yeah. lifted one of my uh, garlic uh, plants uh, and it's still solo that was last month just to see how it was yeah there. yeah i done that myself yeah um, but the, the, as i said the clay before it's very clay the bed that i yeah. have my garlic in and it doesn't like well we learn like we learn i suppose 
as I said at the start, it's my fourth, it's my fifth year or fourth or fifth year. I don't know exactly what doing garlic in a row, and I've had really good years. But and, and garlic can just do its own thing. You don't really even have to no, water no, it or no, anything no, like no. that. It's a very, very easy crop or winter crop. Someone was also very easy. Someone was also telling me to keep all of the the top shoots of it, and you can make put that into your pesto as you're making your pesto. I, yeah. I, I heard that. So yeah. that's another thing, another use for all the garlic. Yeah, Paul, that's brilliant. Yeah, thank you again very much. Take care. Okay, thank you, Paul. Uh, brilliant. What do you think of uh, Paul, Dave? Yeah, very good. Uh, I suppose getting uh, another insight about it, and I know Paul has done courses uh, in horticultural, so it's good to get his point of view on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were all excited about air garlic this year because we've done so well last year, So uh, and to see it so well with the mildew one. Yeah, it's a bit disheartened because we put loads down <laughs> now that's only in one of the plots though yeah we uh, haven't taken up the other stuff yet so there is a, a, a roughly another i would say about 40 or 50 garlic i was going to say 50 yeah yeah to pull up so uh, hopefully they will be a bit better we might just let them dry out in the uh, for another few weeks as well i suppose um okay well that's brilliant okay we're moving on now and we're going to talk about our tomatoes and our polytunnel, Dave. We might have mentioned at the top of the show, but uh, yeah, we have, what have, what have we got? What, what Well, to just to we... start off, this is our second year with the polytunnel. Okay. Uh, and last year we did do fairly well, but we kind of realized that the soil that we were using, we got topsoil in and it wasn't great. No. So we built up the beds, built them up higher, and we put in a lot of, Manure and a lot of uh, compost yeah. and a bit of more feed and stuff like that. So sweat, Dave. Sweat. sweat and tears, and we could have had a bit of blood as well, probably sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, now it's looking really well. What we have in it this year then is tomatoes, chilies. Yeah. Uh, a little Chil- orange plant. Yeah, we got an our friend of mine. Um, they had an they had an orange plant, a Mediterranean small little thing, and they were drowning in their kitchen. And I just, I jumped in and I, I said, look, at, bring, give it that to us. We could take that down the polytunnel because surely it would do better in the polytunnel than being drowned in your kitchen. Now it's getting dry in the polytunnel. Mm. So it's, it's good. It's, it's humid. Yeah, we have cucumbers as well. Cucumbers, yeah. Grapes. Grapes. We have a grape, the first grape plant. We put it in last September. And strawberries. Um, strawberries. Um, yeah, so, and also we, what we didn't mention yet, if anybody would like to or could, um, shed some light on we bought a hazelnut tree last year a young hazelnut tree don't know how long they take and um, it doesn't seem to has a, has a lot of healthy leaves on it and foliage on it there but uh, it doesn't seem to be having any kind of fruits if anybody knows what's happening with the hazelnut and that just is, that is outdoors as well it's not in the polytunnel no, that's, yeah, it is yeah, outdoors yeah, yeah. just the case people want to say well you shouldn't have it in the polytunnel but it's outdoors in a bed outdoors well, we move straight over to, speaking of experts, I went over to the Botanic Gardens in Glasnevin yesterday and I got a chat with uh, Kira, who is a friend of a friend. I know Kira, I've met her once or twice over the years and I'd like to thank you, Joanne, for setting up this interview with myself and Kira. So, uh, enjoy. You're listening to Garden for All on Rick Radio. Okay, so I am in Dublin's one of most the most famous gardening centres of Dublin. I'm in the Botanic Gardens, and I'm with Kira, 
Hey Kira. Hi, how are you? So um, we're here and we're going to talk about uh, June. We're, 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 the show, as you know, is, all, is, is about June. So and what you can do in June. And Kira would be, um, I would consider her an expert. I'm not an expert myself. None of us are experts, as you've heard so far in the show, but we reckon Kira is an expert. So, <laughs> Thanks. Um, so Kira, what's, what's the story for you in June? Well, um, we're here in the Children's Garden, which is part of the National Botanic Gardens, and it's run by the Office of Public Works. Okay. And um, our Children's Garden here, we run a lot of workshops and things here, but the, it's, it's kind of different from the rest of the gardens in that a lot of it is actually um, built in raised beds and containers. So it's a really good um, way that you, to show people what kind of things they can do in their own in gardens. Their, yes. And even if you don't have uh, actual you know, soil or ground, that you can still plant things in pots. Yeah. And in June, uh, particularly this year because it's it's been such a wet cold spring that um, there's still a lot of time to sow a lot of a lot of plants like, okay there's still a lot of time for them to grow before the for the end of the season so we have some things here and um, just last week I sowed some carrots okay um, and they're great in containers as well if you had a container that's about uh, 20 or 30 centimeters deep so you know the length of a, a ruler okay um, uh, that kind of depth would give you enough space to to sow some carrots okay now well. personally um on a personal point of view carrots are my achilles heel i cannot <laughs> grow a carrot and i initially what started me in garden in, in 2009 i did grow very successful carrots in fish boxes but oh, yeah. since then I haven't been able to grow since okay. I have my own allotment, which is a bit clay and it's yeah. a bit stony. I haven't been able to grow carrots. And I'm the same in my allotment as well. It's very, very kind of heavy soil. And carrots, I mean, if you think about them, they've tiny little seeds and they've got this tiny little root that is trying to get down. And I, it just, if you've heavy soil at all, it's very hard for them. Okay. It, it, it's very hard to grow. Um, so, so they're. I think they're particularly good in containers. If, you know, you can put in some nice light compost, peat-free compost, yes. and they do much better. Okay. And um, the other trick with them is, if you think their their seeds are tiny and they dry out really easily, so particularly when you've just sown them, to make sure that they're they're well watered. Okay. So, you know, check them every day, nearly even until you start seeing them emerge. Okay. And um, that I find that if you do that, keep on them really well, then then you should get them. Okay. So that's that's one yeah. thing. We, and we carrots can... are brilliant. Like if you have a homegrown carrot compared to of one course. of the shop, it's there's oh, nothing no, like. No, we, we we I think we we know that already. Even. I even uh, gave a couple of people a taste of my strawberries yesterday, oh, and yeah. there's no comparison. No, they're super. Zero. They're great. Yeah. Well, yeah, what really else in June? So, um, oh, there's some other nice ones are peas and beans. Yeah. So you can still have a go at them. Runner beans, or um, I love the the French beans. Yes. You know, like yeah, dwarf yeah, French yeah, beans. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, really nice. And uh, one of the problems with them is people sow them too early, and they really don't like the cold. Um, okay. So this is perfect time. You know, they'll they'll Are you spring them up. Maybe in the September, would you? Yeah, or, uh, yeah. Late hopefully August. the end of August. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. exactly. And again, I love them. They're they're really nice, Brilliant. fresh. That's deadly. Um, the other one that I really like is purple sprouting broccoli. Okay, another um, difficult one for me. Is um, it? I've, I've, What's I've the problem with I've found that the broccoli um, just goes too sparse and, and overseeds or something, is it? Am, okay, I, am I right? Yeah, I just early. I never caught it right. Okay, yeah, so you, if you sow them this time of year rather than earlier on, again, you get you seem to get sort of healthier plants. Okay. And they're, lo they're long grown, so you should be expecting to get your harvest, you know, um, January, February, March kind okay. of time, which is great because there's not much else going on. No, in the exactly, garden, yeah, you're only it. starting back up, um, yeah. 
but the the thing is that they are heavy feeders so they need a, a good amount of space and a good if you've nice well rotted manure to put into the ground okay. beforehand or even mulch it afterwards and, and really will they helps. go in as a seed now if you put plant them as seeds in pots, really is the is the best thing to do. Okay. Um. But yeah. This and time would they would they would they like to go into like I'm looking at the raised bed here. I'm looking yeah. at my clay soil. Would they? They're, they're great because clay soil is very fertile, so they actually do like um clay soil. Okay. But just um don't put the seed, don't sow them directly in the soil. I plant them in okay. pots first, and then when they're sort of the, the size of your hand high. And polytunnel ideally, or just no, outside they're really hardy. They're great. Okay. Um, so once they get uh, get beyond the the stage, slugs love them, and uh, caterpillars love them, and pigeons love them. Okay. So you need to to net them. Net them up. Okay. Yeah. That's brilliant. But um, they're a really good one too. I really like them. Okay, and I'm just going to go off the cuff here, and I did yeah. mention to you earlier about. Um, Say tomatoes. We have a, yeah. I have a, I have a load of tomatoes. I can't wait. And I know you do a tomato competition over we here do, every year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if if you even want to plug that, you can. If if it's, if it's cancelled this year again, oh, no. unfortunately. Okay. I know. Um, just because it was the situation. too. It was yeah, and it, you know you you sow them early in February, so you know the situation okay. in February. So we had to make the call at that stage. No problem. But hopefully. Next, Next year, year, yeah. Um, well, it'll, it'll be back. Can you tell me or advise me regarding yeah. tomatoes? Um, a, a, a company planting. Com Is companion that planting. Companion, sorry. Yeah. So there's this theory that some plants uh, go well together, and if you plant some some particular plants beside other ones, that they'll help each other. Yeah. So for tomatoes. Um, one of the things um, that is thought to be good for them is to plant um, calendula or marigolds beside them. Okay. And that's meant to uh, detract, because if you think about marigolds, they, they have a kind of smell, I, I, I don't like it, it's quite yeah. astringent or something, I, I don't know how you describe it. Um, but apparently a, a lot of uh, insects that would be attacking the, the tomatoes, the tomatoes don't like the smell of that so it keeps them away from it so it's a, it's a deterrent deterrent and, and would the marigolds attract the bees as well uh they would be good for bringing in the pollinators yeah okay. um other ones that are good as well are nasturtiums you know them I, i'm useless with flowers i'm a <laughs> okay. vegetable i'm a vegetable man and but i am hoping in this podcast that we will bring flower people in and yeah great because obviously gardening is a, is a bigger spectrum yeah. than grown tomatoes absolutely well it's a good way to start though yeah too. yeah but um nasturtiums are great they're really Really easy plant to grow, um, and th you see them around the place. Um, and they're look, they've lovely orange or yellow or red flowers. The flowers are actually edible. They taste them. a bit like them, um, yeah. uh, rockets. They're kind of spicy. Okay. But another thing that they do, and again, they're really good for pollinators, so they bring them into the garden. But what they do then also is they attract green fly. So sometimes they they're covered in aphids, you know, a green fly or a yeah. black fly. Um, but what it, you kind of put them in as um, uh, like to sac like a sacrificial plant that if you plant them in your glass house yeah. all the green fly go towards that yeah. plant rather okay. than your nice tomatoes and then you can get rid of it once it gets too bad but Very good. It's, yeah it sort of protects your tomatoes Brilliant. okay so there that's a good it's one. a sacrificial lamb exactly okay another good companion plant to have in a vegetable garden is is um calendula uh, another type of marigold but it's called pot marigold and okay. these ones they look like little mini sunflowers Again, right. they're kind of orange, uh, yellow, and what they are really good at is they. Um, lots of insects like them. Again, they're good for pollinators, but particularly um, hoverflies and uh, ladybirds really like these these plants. 
and what they do, the, the, particularly the, the um, larvae of the hoverfly and the ladybirds, eat loads of green fly. So if you okay. introduce all these um, sort of beneficial insects into your garden, yeah. and then they're, they're doing a job for you. They're eating Without, yeah, green fly. That's brilliant, yeah. And also they're lovely flowers. And again, actually, you can eat them too. You can put them in salads as well. So, okay, that's so wonderful. So there's some nice ones to, to uh, add doke. in. Well, I'm hoping I can come back to you next month or the month after, so I don't want to ask Absolutely. you too many questions. <laughs> I don't want to exhaust all avenues. Um, but this is really a wonderful garden. If you can get over to the Botanic Gardens at all in Dublin, um, please Absolutely. do. And there's a lovely children's garden here we're standing in. I see, I see strawberries which are bigger than tomatoes, <laughs> and, they're, and I, I can only imagine they're very organic. Absolutely. Um, and I can see beautiful uh, rosemary, thyme, mint, all in their own pot as to not... Uh, as to not yeah. over or take over the world, basically. Absolutely, yeah. So, it's brilliant. Um, will you will you just very quickly just call out the flowers? You, what, what, some of the flowers well, we we're looking see at here. In this at garden. the moment, well, we've loads of foxgloves, which are absolutely gorgeous at the moment. You know, they're purple and some whites and pinks. Um, again, really good for the bees. You just have to be careful with kids because they are poisonous, but they they are okay. fab in the garden. Um, but we've got some lichness here, um, which has this gorgeous silver leaf, but it's like luminous pink flowers, and they're just coming out now. Fab, and again, really easy to grow, and you get loads of seeds from them. Um, we've snapdragons. This is my favourite flower at the moment because they just go crazy. Okay. And loads of lovely colours. Um, well, we've got some echiums. They're really exotic looking, big, huge leaves. These come from the canaries. Oh, yeah. They're really exotic. Um, they're looking great as well. And some alliums, you know, the round purple headed yes, uh, flower yeah. as well. That's this time of year, they look great as well. Brilliant. That is amazing, Kira. Thank you very, very much. No and uh, we will check in with you over the summer and we will uh, say goodbye. Thanks very much, Kira. Thanks very much. Bye bye, bye bye. And that was the wonderful Kira Travers. Thank you very much, Kira. Kira, thank you very much for that. That's very, very informative. And even just to be a bit more informative here, Kira has uh, showed. I asked her about would she like to get involved with the podcast. So if you're not on your game, Dave, she's um, coming in, take your place. I'm out. You're out. Now she, the tri team, the three of us, work well together. To be honest, um, Kira will hopefully be uh, probably hopefully in the studio with us for the July one. Oh, we're a bit of luck. So, uh, yeah, Kira, that was brilliant. You really, really opened up um, a lot of avenues for me, a lot of just ideas, just with from our kind of caveman approach to gardening. You seem to have it together. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna listen back again and try and start getting the companionship um, flowers in. Yeah, we got the, the likes of Kira and anybody kind of that is kind of, well, anybody could be better than us, but to get their point of views on things and yeah. uh, as you're talking about flowers and stuff like that, even I'd love to get to know how to do cuttings. I've talked to you about this oh, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Cuttings, because we have lovely flowers in around the garden, in the community centre, and I'd love to be able to get cuttings off them yeah, and yeah. put them around the garden even more. But yeah, now just to hear, uh, like as you said, Botanic Gardens is probably the, the most iconic kind of garden center in, center the, in the country yeah. in the country so to someone that works from there and to talk to us is it's unbelievable yeah, yeah. Uh, as Dylan said earlier if you can get to see it go over and see it it's unbelievable it's free in I think um, yeah. I think it is free in and it's actually you'd probably spend most of the day just rambling around uh, it's great for inspiration. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. I've it's been a long time since I've been in it, so uh, I do a bit of on 
kind of getting off the subject a bit of wildlife photography and i believe there's the wildlife all around it obviously because it's the garden is unbelievable so yeah, yeah. i've always threatened to go over with my camera yeah no i was uh, yeah that's that's the um, the job with that so um we're going to move into our last section of the of the of the gar cast that's what's called the garden cast yeah <laughs> no that's um it, we're going to move and we're going to talk shit as we said at the start um Tobias, who is also he has a he's a plot rented here down in the center, and Tobias, um, if you left your hand open long enough, Tobias would put some peas on it to make them grow. If you fell asleep, the fella would grow. He's brilliant. He would grow something. He'd find a corner and grow it, and he has his own compost going on, and he has all his own fertilizer going on, and I'm going to give you the insight because I have to say his fertilizer has brought um it's been known to bring people back to life you just stick it out there in Glasnevin, and um it really really is good because it's brought back a couple of plants um which i thought were gone so yeah. i'm yeah. thinking of bringing it out to me um uh, my grandparents grave and uh, i might pour it down <laughs> no no i'm joking yeah, um, Guinness. But, uh, no no we're gonna we're gonna just move over this is the last part of the show and uh We'll get Tobias in to, to talk about them. And Tobias will be in and out of the show as well as he's as he's he's in the gang, I suppose. And the gardening he, gang. The gardening gang. And uh he will be um he'll be full on. So here he is now. Okay, so I'm in our back in our own garden here again and I'm with Tobias and he's watering as we go, so we're on the move here. Yeah. Um and Tobias is gonna to talk to us about the boys is very, is very, I suppose down here he's famous for his, um, his manure treatments and his, uh, he's famous for his shit. Is that what they say? That's it. Yeah, the the good shit, you know. <laughs> the good shit. <laughs> yeah. So how is, uh, yeah. So Dylan, like what I learned, right? I was living a few years ago. Now I was living in a in a house up in Cabra, right? And it was a bit of next door was a mad derelict house, you know. Yeah. And uh, when I when I kind of when I kind of settled in, I realised it was a huge back garden, and uh, it was you know we always had a keen interest in kind of growing stuff. So I was looking at growing like very similar to what we're doing here, doing a lot of tomatoes. Uh, and there happened to be downstairs for me a Romanian chap, right? And and they're really big gardeners. The Romanians are really big into growing stuff like. Well, know, they be so they be they be growing grapes for wine and stuff. Yeah, 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 and apples. They get they get a lot of uh, money off the government to start big farms over in Romania. So this guy was what I'm saying basically is this guy was kind of like an expert gardener, you know. Yeah. So I learned a lot of him, and I used to go, I used to look out the window and six o'clock in the morning during the summer I'd see him like and he'd be all uh, he'd be all hooded up and balaclavaed up and with gloves and everything and I'd be thinking what's this guy doing like you know like I was thinking what's going on so anyway I went out one morning and I caught him sneaking into the derelict house next door right. and he was in there and I was like so we kind of stalled it there like and I seen him then later and he had a big bucket a big plastic bucket right with a big kind of stick and he was mixing this stuff up and I was like what is that he's still all ballied up and everything I didn't know what he was doing so I said I says to him I says Rio I says what's going on here buddy you know what are you up to and he says uh Pigeon shit is the best, the best fertilizer, the best fertilizer. So he was, what he was doing was he was in, the, he was in the derelict house next door with a dustpan and brush, and he was sweeping up all the pigeon shit. Now I'd heard of chicken pellets, you know, yes, chicken yeah, pellets. You yeah, can buy yeah, it, you yeah. can buy them. I have them here, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the same kind of, the same concept, but it was dried pigeon shit. So what? So basically, what he did then was he, you know, 
what he had to what he told me he had to do is he had to ferment them for like 10 days to two weeks so basically that's what he was mixing up in the big plastic bucket so he was putting in about oh, i think it was about like a half a pound of dried pigeon shit to like uh 20 25 liters of water okay and he'd mix it up and then he would seal it like what i was doing there see with the plastic bag yeah, over, yeah. The, over the thing to to stop anything getting into it and you just leave it offside out of the sun so uh, I started using this on, on my tomatoes and it was like rocket fuel for them. It was like tomatoes on steroids, you know? Okay. So, so, so here, when, when yourself and Dave got all the, uh, the horse manure from the Esquine Center, I was thinking, you know, that, that's, a, that, that's the same idea, you know? Yeah, yeah. Idea, you know? So I mixed, up a, I mixed up a bucket of it and... Uh, so so what's the, what, is the, what, what is the ingredients for, say, the horse one? Because yeah, a lot of so, people would use horse manure. Yeah. Yeah, now ideally, ideally what you're looking for is you're looking for the dry, the more dried out horse manure, you know, the stuff on the top of the pile. Uh, so what I would do is I would get uh, one of those buckets, that's a 20 litre bucket, I'd put about, uh, up to about 2 litres of, of horse manure in it, and okay. then fill it with water and stir it and cover it and leave it leave it offside for about 10 days till it starts fermenting and it goes really thick black all the shits literally sinks to the bottom and then you're left with all the juice on the top so every every three or four days i'll give it a good stir and, okay. and help it along so uh, you can see the difference with the with the tomatoes well, the, the, over the, there, I, like. just to give an example um we got these tomatoes dave got tomatoes out in ballyferma out in out in his other uh area where he works yeah. out in the other and there's a big there's a big garden big veggie thing going on out there yeah. and he brought down a couple of tomatoes now they didn't take to wear clay soil very well yeah. at the start but you have put this magic potion in yeah and they are now as healthy as a horse excuse even, the pun there's even little tomatoes on them yeah. there is there is even yeah. little tomatoes on them so yeah so it definitely does work and uh that's brilliant to us Good stuff. So, Good uh, stuff. thank you very much, and we'll see you next month for whatever we're going to be doing in July. Good stuff, Dylan. Thanks, man. Bye, bye, bye. Okie doke. Thank you, Tobias. Wonderful. We we now know our shit. Everybody knows their shit now. Um, yeah, that's 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 our cue to sign off. Um, just to let you know, we are going to be back in July, probably mid July. So, if you have any questions that you'd like us to ask, if you'd like if you'd like to tell us about anything. Do contact us at Rick Radio, R I C C Radio 2020 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, Dave, and the sign That's very good, and uh, hope to hear from people. Okay, so as they say in uh, our garden, um, let it grow, let it grow, and uh, let and us leave. Let, let us leave the, the, uh, the show now before we just go and uh, make a leak and over ponies we will not over ponies i promise you it, it would be a torn up for the books good luck good luck folks